Fargo Advisors in Sacramento. The stock market has dropped many times, and just as many times it's come back and gone higher. 2008 was horrible, but the fact is the market is back. So why are people not investing? Their future is too important to ignore the opportunities available to them. Call us for your free consultation. Our number is 916-275-8100. That's 275-8100. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. is a registered broker-dealer and a separate non-bank affiliate of Wells Fargo & Company. Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. Hey. hey. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, today's topic, we're oh, going you to... you didn't introduce yourself. How oh, are you? Well, well, okay. I thought people knew me, but uh, just in case. You're the first time, you're hearing us for the first time, I'm John. Hi, and I'm Rena. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John's been gone for a few weeks, so it, it's really fun to have you back. Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. It's good to be here. Yeah, so today's topic, I thought it'd be really fun to talk about something that's not often talked about, which is that same old problem. And uh, for me, what I've experienced uh, early on in my career, I went to work and I had conflict at work. And I didn't see other people having conflict at work, so I thought, oh, this is this is kind of weird. You know, maybe maybe that person was weird. I don't know. They didn't get along with me or whatever. And so I went and eventually got a different job. And then I had conflict there. And then... I thought, man, that's that's two in a row. But maybe maybe it was that first person, and then this other person, you know, it was them, and then had a, a third job and had conflict there. And now I'm starting to wonder what's going on here. Around about the third time, you're like, huh, this is weird. Why is this problem following me everywhere I go? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Why is it following me around? And and I've talked to other people who have kind of similar things, and I don't know if it's everybody, but I suspect it's. Many people, maybe even most people, have experienced some kind of problem that follows them around. And maybe you could relate. You know, there's some problem that keeps recurring in your life. And we're going to talk about that today. Good stuff. Yes. So the recurring problem that you're experiencing might be like me, recurring conflict, where you think, hey, what's going on? I'm always having these conflicts with people. You know, maybe just people suck or whatever you think about that. Or maybe you're repeatedly in trouble. Maybe you're going to see the boss all the time because you're in trouble. Or maybe it's a different kind of in trouble, but you're in trouble with your spouse or family members, things like that. Or maybe others are always on your doghouse list. So you encounter people and, oh, this person, oh, they're on my my doghouse list, and then this person's on my doghouse list. They made list. me mad. That's they it. made me mad. They did this. They did this other thing. And and so your doghouse list always has people listed on it. <laughs> or maybe you're always in financial difficulty. Like it's a problem that just follows you around. Or maybe you have repeated car accidents. And you think, wow, you know, one car accident was bad luck and two was pretty uncommon and like the third car accident you're like hey what's going on here or maybe it's one medical thing after another or maybe you you feel like uh, 
people reject you and abandon you, and that's a common theme throughout your life. Or you have a theme around not being heard or not being valued. Or maybe you're being taken advantage of. Like over and over and over. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You go from one abusive relationship to the next. So what could be going on in a situation like that? If it's recurring over and over again, what are the chances that it's all other people? It seems like that might be pretty low. So there's this theory out there that, you know, we're responsible for everything in your life, in our own life. And that's, that's kind of a, a very hard statement to, to take in. And uh, I think we kind of are a little bit more gracious than that, in that we don't blame ourselves for everything that happens in our life. But we also understand that we can be creating a whole lot of what is going on in our life and contributing to it and making it maybe more likely to occur. And and it's it's not always apparent, right? So it, it's having to kind of dig in and, and see about where that's coming from. So it's it's not obvious is the challenge. Yeah. That that I might be contributing to a problem that I'm experiencing repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like when I had my conflict in my past, I couldn't see how that might be something I was creating. And I just I couldn't see it. I look around like what what am I doing to cause this? I can't see anything like that. So it couldn't possibly be me because I couldn't see that. Yeah. So instead of the, like you say, there's some people out there who really, and whether they intend it to be a blamey thing or not, it, it's hard to hear somebody say, maybe you're causing this in your life. So we tend to say, you know, how might I be contributing to this? Yes. How might I be helping to create this? And what that does for me, at least, is it takes down the resistance that otherwise I like totally want to push back against the accusation yeah. that I'm bringing this on myself, I'm totally causing it myself. It's like, okay, breathe. <laughs> how how might I be helping to contribute to this, helping to make it happen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, much more hearable. Yeah. Yep. And that's what we want for you all is to be able to explore, just to be curious and say, well, isn't that interesting that this problem keeps happening in my life over and over? And you can recognize that you're uh, the same variable in all those different situations. How might it be possible that you're helping to create that, even unintentionally? How might that be? Yep. Yep, and I can certainly relate to the idea of, hey, I'll, I'll move on to this other place and, and I'll leave my problems behind. Haven't we all done that? I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've discovered that no matter where I go, there I am. <laughs> and, uh, and the problems follow. So if you're thinking, why does this keep happening to me? You're in the right place today. So the common denominator, like we said, is you. You're in those all of those different scenarios. And uh, the good news is if you are contributing to it, if you're creating it, making it more likely to occur, that makes you come from an empowered place. That means that you can change it. If you're coming from a place where it's everybody else's fault, then what can you do to change it? You're kind of stuck waiting for other people to change but if that, you're that contributing be, to it, that'd then, be very disempowered, right? To have yeah. to wait for other people to change it. I've tried that too. 
<laughs> and, and and maybe I, I may still be in the process of letting go of that that habit of, of blaming the other person and seeing it's their fault. And um, but that's not an empowered place to be. No. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it's mostly their fault, it could still be you're contributing to it. Right. And if by changing your part in it, you can might still be able to change the outcome. It could be very powerful to change even a small part of your own contribution to it. Very powerful change in that dynamic. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So just to be clear, when you're talking about cause and effect, a lot of times we want to shift into blame. We want to blame this person or that person or, you know, we don't want to blame ourselves because, ooh, that would be bad. But we want to take the blame out of it completely. So what if you take judgment out and blame, take that out completely and just replace that with compassion for yourself? What if you saw it as nothing is wrong? It's just perhaps not what you desire. Yes, thank you. I'd like something different. Yeah. And that's okay. That's Go yeah. with that. And, yeah. and it doesn't need to start with blame. Right. It's like one of the sayings that uh, I used to say more frequently in the workplace is you don't have to cast blame before you can fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So, so blame just creates a, a harsh environment, a harsh culture. Even if you're blaming yourself, it's a harsh culture inside yourself. Well, and it tends to create resistance. We want to fight against that because we want, we'll want to defend ourselves. So yeah. even self-blame just kind of goes awry because yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be open to that. It just feels it's, icky. Yeah, it's not beneficial, not helpful. Yeah. So from this place of non-judgment. And compassion. And compassion, how can you ask yourself... How am I contributing to this? That might be a much more empowered place, a much more expansive place to come from and to ask the question from there rather than looking at yourself as, oh, there's something wrong with me, ooh, or, or being in resistance like, no way, there, there can't be anything wrong with me, that can't be possibly true, so it's got to be their fault, and then now you're, you're giving up control to other people. Yeah, I think curiosity is a really great place to come from. It's just like, well, this is very interesting. Let me check this out. Let me look at it from this point of view. How about from this point of view over here? Is there something, oh, what can I do that might change this dynamic? Because that gets into problem-solving mode. I get get a little excited about that. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. And there's often a lot that we can do to change things. And even in a situation that might seem hopeless – if you take another look at it and look at it from a solutions perspective and what is possible that you could try out, you might even find a solution. Yeah. So we've got a lot more to dive into on this topic. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now. Meaning. Significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. 
Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 1055. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about that same old problem that just seems to follow you wherever you go, kind of like a lonely dog, <laughs> just <laughs> following you around. Uh, before we dive into that a little bit more, and especially I love the idea of getting to the solution-oriented aspect of that, I wanted to make an announcement. There's an event coming up in Rockland, October 14th. It's called Standing Up for Kids and Families. It's at William Jessup University, and it's put on by um, Defending the Cause and some other great organizations. We had Tiffany Leffler from Defending the Cause here on the Impact Hour. Um, if you want to listen to that, it's episode number 44 on the impacthour.com. And they're doing fantastic work to really empower families and kids. And this event, they're going to have interactive experiences where you can really learn, experience what it's like in the foster care system. So it's going to be a real eye-opener. There's also going to be a lots of what you might call vendors there, so a lot of organizations that are looking for volunteers. So if you're interested in volunteering to help support families and kids, this will be a great event for you. Again, it's William Jessup University on Saturday, October 14th from 10 to 2, so check that out. Cool. So let's get back to that same old problem. It's that problem that keeps following you around no matter where you go. I don't know. I've experienced this, and I think you shared that you have too, Rena. Well, yeah, and hopefully the listeners, we want you all to find yourself in this where you can relate. What is that problem that you just can't seem to shake, uh, whether it's in your relationships or your finances, whatever area of your life? Because um, this will be really helpful. Yeah. And this is just about everybody. I think just about everybody has a, something like this that, that follows them around. And we have to just don't talk about it. You know, it's like, oh, we're just, I'm just not going to talk about that. And uh, we're going to, we're, we're diving in today. That reminds me, um, I don't share very often because it's been so long. I've been in recovery um, from drug and alcohol use for over 25 years. And it reminds me of in AA, they had a term called pulling a geographic. <laughs> and that just <laughs> and that just meant that you moved, um, hoping that your situation would be better. You know, new people, new job, and you know, and they would say, "But lo and behold, wherever you go, there you are." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that reminded you of that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're not wrong or bad uh, if this is happening in your life. It's just part of the human experience, and you're human. So. As we go through these things, maybe you can see where you can identify and relate. So what could be going on? Why would a problem be recurring in your life? One of the things that can be recurring is it's based on our filters, kind of our biases and the way that we see the world ends up filtering things out and focusing on certain aspects. And it could even be at an unconscious or subconscious level it's not like we're thinking about it. It's just kind of our filters just just doing their thing. So a filter 
it's like something good happens and something bad happens. But if our filter is is that bad things happen, we don't even see the good stuff that happens, right? And it's subconscious. We're not trying to look only for this and not for that. It just happens automatically, right? Yep. Yep. And so that the highlights that you know we we find what we are looking for. Mm-hmm. We see what we're looking for. So if we if we believe the world works a certain way, we'll tend to see that, and that'll that'll pop out, and we'll like, oh look, see the world does work that way, and that's our filter at play. Sometimes it's called confirmation bias, and so we see what we expect to see out there. So if you're expecting to be rejected, like you have a story around, hey, I'm always rejected. Um, and then you get out in the world and look what you'll find. Because there, there may be a similar amount of rejection that happens to everybody. But if you've got a filter that you're looking for it, you'll see more of it in your life than I will because I'm not looking for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's an awesome example. Yeah, so we're, we're experiencing the same amount pretty much of rejection but a person who's who's stuck on that, that's their filter, that's their, their world belief, and they're, they're overly focused on that, they'll highlight that in their life. And they'll minimize the, the places when they weren't rejected. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they won't even see them because the evidence is contrary to what we're expecting. It, it's like it didn't even happen. Yeah. Or we think that was exceptional or, you know, somehow there's a way to completely minimize it. That's a good word for it. Yeah, yeah, so you start highlighting all these these things in your life, and that could be the root of your recurring problem. It could be that what you're experiencing in life is no different from anybody else. It's not really a special problem that you're really experiencing, but you're shining a bright spotlight on it everywhere you go. Oh, wow. look, see what's going on here. This is happening again. And someone else might just walk right through it and just go, ah, whatever. That wasn't a big deal. Yeah, oh, that was weird. Move on. Yeah. 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 So it's it's about how you're interpreting things and confirming your expectations. Um, so in a way, it's almost like a personal witch hunt in a way. Witch hunt's kind of a weird word, but it's the idea that, you know, if you're looking for witches and looking for evidence of that, you might highlight a lot of things about a person say, oh, look, see, they must be a witch, when when it doesn't really mean that. But you're just overly focused on that, and you start interpreting things even if they're not exactly there. That Misinterpreting, part... filling in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it can be filling in the blanks. Yeah, and, and you're interpreting things uh, in, a, in, I guess, a little bit of a distorted way. So yeah. you have a distorted view of the world because of these, these filters that are going on. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next, thing, next set of things we'll talk about is a little bit different than this, and it's really about how we could be directly or indirectly actually causing things to be happening in our world. And this is where it gets a little bit deeper, sometimes maybe a little bit tougher to look at. But again, if you come from a non-judgmental place, come from a compassionate place and just just a place of acceptance of like, okay, this is this could be me right now and I'm still a good, loving, lovable person and I'm going to look at this and and see what I can find out. I totally had that experience. Do you mind if I share? Yeah. Well, good, because it's personal. I hope you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John was um, working and traveling for work, and um, sometimes he's not on the show because he's teaching a class from home. Um, This instance, you were gone for um, three out of four weeks, and one of those weeks when you were at home, 
you were real busy. And so I did the radio show on my own, totally stuffed up and, and did that. And um, after a while, I noticed that I was feeling um, abandoned. I was like, I felt like, you know, you bailed on me, even though it was like totally part of all the expectations when, when we started the radio show, right, is that there would be periods where I'd be doing it by myself. And um, it, it was really intense. And then from that point, I started remembering everything else that made me feel abandoned um, in our relationship based on my interpretation. You were always there. Right. So this is my interpretation. My childhood experience of experiencing abandonment created a filter. Now I'm looking at everything through that filter. And and it was it was fascinating to be able to watch it and be able to step back and say, no, I'm not abandoned. This is normal. This is our expectation. This is our agreement. So I knew that those feelings were inside myself and not a reflection of reality. Does that tie into what you're saying? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like being in the middle of that filter? Well, before I realized it was the filter, before I realized it was my my childhood wound coming up, it was very painful, and it was very upsetting, and I had lots of stories going on. It was very loud in my head. I was not happy with you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so it was very unpleasant to answer your question and and I'm grateful for the the moment when I realized that that was my filter and not reality um, because then I began to be able to shift it and I think I even shared with you I've been I've been feeling you know some like abandonment and I know it's my own stuff yeah I remember that and I'm, I'm doing my best to work through it yeah yeah that was raw yeah yeah thanks for sharing that yeah yeah it's uh I, I call that the spin cycle Oh, gosh, you get into it's a, felt very spinny. <laughs> it's a mental spin yeah. cycle where you know you can get caught up in a story around this this happened and this person, you know, a story means this person doesn't love me or this person, yeah, you know, exactly. whatever it is, whatever you're making it mean, and then you just play it over and over and over in your head. Yeah. Er. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, all you guys listening out there, see if you can relate to that and. You know, the the empowering thing is I didn't have to wait for John to change. I was able to make the adjustment inside myself, and I get to have the peace that comes from that. And and we didn't have the conflict in our relationship that would have happened if I didn't recognize that was me. Right. I was about to just dump it on you, man. It was not going to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, so some things that can cause that can influence us to be creating this reoccurring problem in our life is it could be a wound from our past. Now, you talk about childhood wounds, but I found that wounds don't have to come from childhood necessarily. They can come from adulthood. Just a powerful, difficult experience that yeah. we go through can create that. Yeah, it yeah. can be a, you know, a difficult wound, and oftentimes in a wound, we receive a lie. It's a message that we're given. Whether it's on purpose, someone actually verbalizes the message to us, or it's interpreted by their actions. We interpret their actions. We yes. tell ourselves a lie, just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And we, we misinterpret and come to believe that is the truth, but it's actually a lie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, it can be where the, the lie is a message that we've taken in, but we actually don't like the message. The message sucks. It's a message maybe about our worth or our self, self-value self or, you know, any of those kinds of things. And now we're resisting the message. So we're fighting against this message. 
this can't be true about us. I must resist. It shouldn't be this way. And yet a part of us is wondering if maybe the message is somehow true. Hmm. Because if we just outright said, oh, that can't be true, then it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. It wouldn't be a big deal, right? Which which we do with other things. Because not, fortunately, not everything is a wound. Other stuff we're able to just let go of. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, they said that. Oh, I was weird. Pff, whatever. Yeah, we just get <laughs> snagged on this particular thing, which is our reoccurring issue or our um, the same old problem. Yeah. So what can happen then is we we can subconsciously be trying to recreate elements from that wounding scenario so that we can test the lie and to see if it's still true or not. Mm-hmm. And and it can be testing the lie or it could be just testing to see if we can respond different to do it better or you know some somehow get out from this wounded place by recreating elements of it without even being consciously aware of it. Freud was kind of on to that. It doesn't have to be a Freudian thing, but I think he came up with that idea originally that, you know, we recreate, uh, for example, a scenario that we experienced with our other sex parent. Uh, We recreate that in relationship as an attempt to resolve those issues. Uh Yeah, and we may or may not work through it well, but, you know, there it is over and over again, that opportunity to, to do different this time. Right. Which is actually us and not them. Right. Yes. 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 So it seems like it's them, but it's really us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the challenge. That's, that's find, a real, In yeah. fact, I think that's the biggest challenge <laughs> is seeing, seeing my part in yeah. for each of us to see our own part. Yeah. Yeah. To not blame the other person and, and then go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's my issue. That's not theirs. So, yeah, that can be can be a real challenge just to accept that and and then but it's empowering too mm-hmm. very empowering yeah some don't agree with everything that freud came up with but no. in some cases i think he was pretty brilliant well i think he was the one who came up with the unconscious that was a fantastic contribution to psychology yes yeah yep so maybe you can see yourself maybe you can think about maybe some wounds that you've had in your life Difficult, painful experiences. Difficult, painful experiences. And you can think about perhaps what sort of messages do you receive in those experiences? That you came to believe, whether it was your own interpretation of what happened or what other people told you. Yes. And you came to believe that. It's totally shaping now yeah. your experience. Yeah. So maybe you can identify with that. And if you can identify the wound and those messages, those lies that you created, that's a huge first step. Because I think you're probably about to get into it after the break because then is replacing it with what's true. Yes. Right. That's empowering. So be sure to stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity if you have over $100,000 in available assets until you receive your customized income for life quote from NextGen Annuity Strategy Pioneer, J.D. Melberg. These quotes use little-known strategies to show you how you may get up to 33% more income in retirement. Using J.D. Melberg Financial's exclusive NextGen strategies, John, 58, will get $36,000 of guaranteed income per year from his retirement savings, and Mary, 62, over $9,000 per year. They'll never run out of money, no matter how long they live. 
So grab a pen right now, because we're about to offer you your free income for life quote using little-known strategies we believe you should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-201-7676 now to receive your free income for life quote with our exclusive next-gen annuity strategies from a J.D. Melberg Insurance Licensed Agent. Call 800-201-7676. That's 800-201-7676. Increased income is possible following a specific strategy suited to your financial goals. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength of the insurance company. Hypothetical examples not available in all states. Results vary. The fall brings so many welcome changes, none more enticing than the L-certified fall collection sales event going on now at Lexus of Sacramento. It's Kitty, and this is your time to drive a Lexus during the fall collection sales event. Premium L-certified models feature attractive prices and exceptional financing rates as low as 0.9% for select ESGS and GX models. Experience amazing at Lexus of Sacramento, a legal elite dealership, 2600 Fulton Avenue. Full details at LexusofSacramento.com. Will your current career path lead you to financial independence? Stop worrying about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. It's simple. Register for our free passive income workshop and learn the seven principles we use to provide for our families and run our businesses. We reveal the five reasons you should invest in real estate, and we show you how every dollar you invest in a piece of real estate makes you money five ways. It's time to get this life-changing information. Register today at MyPassiveIncomeWorkshop.com. Stop making excuses. Go to MyPassiveIncomeWorkshop.com. Take a moment right now and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life of quiet desperation that doesn't resemble what you were promised after getting that college degree and corporate job. Now a 10 is a life that exceeds your wildest expectations of the life they promised you for doing all the right things and working hard. If you answered anything less than 10, stop what you're doing and go to MyPassiveIncomeWorkshop.com. Passive income is not a secret, but chances are no one has ever shared it with you until now. Learn how to generate passive streams of income at our free workshop, MyPassiveIncomeWorkshop.com, so you can live at a 10 for the rest of your life. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. If there were to be a single most powerful symbol of the sexual revolution in the 20th century, that symbol as an individual would have been Hugh Hefner, the founder of Playboy magazine, who died recently at age 91. The 20th century was the great century of sexual revolution. One of the driving engines of that change was a modern industry of pornography, and you cannot separate that industry from the one man who made it most mainstream and most profitable. The Playboy founder sought to redefine not only femininity in terms of pornography, but also masculinity in terms of a kind of sophisticated urban model that would be very attracted to pornography in terms of a normal pursuit and normal entertainment. By any analysis, what Hefner left behind as his contribution to our society is not only a breaking down of an old sexual morality, but the new enslavement of people who declare themselves liberated and free, but are absolutely enslaved to pornography. That's the real legacy of Hugh Hefner. I'm Albert Moeller. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now. 
Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Hey, I wanted to let you know, if you'd like to call in and talk with us today live on the air, you can call in and share your questions, comments, stories around um, your same old problem, the thing that just seems to be following you. And uh, if you want to look at, you know, what might be going on there, we're happy to support you. You can call into the station at 866-576-1055. That's 866-576-1055. Furthermore, if you miss a part of this or any other show, show recordings are available at www.theimpacthour.com. So check that out. You can take us on the road with you as a podcast, too, on Google Play, iTunes, and more. Awesome. So we're talking about that same old problem that keeps coming up over and over again in your life. We're talking about what might be going on. And just just a bit ago, before the break, we were talking about that wound that might have occurred at some point in your past and how maybe you're trying to recreate elements from that wounding experience to work through the wound, to to counter the lies that you've received and other things. And if you're not aware of creating it, isn't it interesting that it does keep happening over and over again? Yeah. So it's just kind of worth taking a a look at how you might be helping to create that. Yeah. Another one kind of related to that, maybe a cousin of that, it could be related to self-worth. So sometimes we have kind of a low self-view, low self-worth, We believe that we don't deserve good things in life. We're not worthy of certain things. And when we perhaps maybe a relative, you know, friend says, hey, you know, here's a car. You can have a car to get around in because I know yours broke down and you get this nice car. That might be in contrast, in contradiction to our self-worth, our self-view. It's like, ooh, I'm not the kind of person who deserves a car like this. And again, this is all happening at the subconscious level. And so at a there's, subconscious there's level. Just, there's just might be just like a little bit of tension there. And we might not know why if we identify, if we recognize yeah. the tension. Or there might all. be a whole lot of tension there. <laughs> Somewhere in there. <laughs> Somewhere could, in there. There's a wide range where that could fall. Right. <laughs> and so maybe we don't feel like we deserve that car. We are, it's incongruent with our self-view. And so we do things unconsciously to make sure that that car goes away. We get into an accident and it goes away, or we don't take care of it and it goes away, or we get into a bad financial situation where we have to sell it. It just doesn't feel right to have that car because we don't feel like we deserve that. As an example, and it could might not be a car. That was just an example. Oh, it could be a lot of things. How about a good relationship? Yeah. How about somebody who solidly loves you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you feel like you don't deserve that, so you get in there and... Make make that person go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or a certain version of health, you know, achieving a certain weight. Mm-hmm. Feel that that's not quite congruent, so kind of let that go. Or it just kind of seems to go away. It's like, ah, but I wanted that. <laughs> yeah. But did you really? Or yeah. it could be a nice, well-paying job or a, a successful business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. feel like, oh, I don't deserve that. And so we make sure that we lose that job or that business, you know, goes away from us somehow, some way it's, it goes. And some people might say this is like self-sabotaging behavior. That makes me 
cringe just hearing that. I, I don't like that word. Yeah. yeah. It sounds very judgmental, right? It does. Yeah. It's like I, I meant to. I right. Didn't, I didn't really mean to, per right. se. Yeah. yeah. And again, like we said before, you know, if, if you have a recurring problem, you're normal. It's part of the human experience. And it's an opportunity for growth and for change. That's that's a great way to look at it is, you know, it's like, okay, here's my chance to, to do different this time, to be different and to get a different result. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I heard, I heard an analogy, a great analogy is kind of a story or a parable, if you will, where you go fishing and, you know, you catch a, a nice six-inch fish and you keep that and then you suddenly get an 18-incher and you throw that back in into the lake or in the stream. And you're like, what's going on? So, well, it doesn't fit in my pan. Mm-hmm. And so we're throwing back all the fish that don't doesn't fit in our pan. Right. And that pan then is our self-view or self-worth. And we feel like we don't deserve the bigger stuff. The, the challenge, at least for me, is recognizing <clears throat> that it going away, that I have something to do with it going away. Yeah. Because, because it's not something that I'm, like, super aware of. It seems that it's taken from me or I lose it or this or that, and it's, it's beyond my control. That's kind of like the idea of the uh, problem that keeps following us around. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's the real challenge is seeing how I'm a part of it actually going away, what I said I wanted. Right. You know, and then I had it, and then it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> it can be really frustrating being in this process, by the way. Yes. Very it can frustrating. Be. Yes. And a, another way that uh, we could be recreating uh, things in our life is our stories. These stories about our, it's basically our explanation of how the world works, our stories of what's going on. Uh, so it can be stories, you know, examples like, you know, everybody leaves me and I'm always alone. That's a story we might be telling ourselves. Or I'm, I will always struggle financially. Or this job is just my cross to bear. Or it could be I'll always struggle with my weight. Yeah, or, my boss never appreciates me. Right. right? There's a story that, that you get to say over and over. Yeah. Or people just don't understand me. Or maybe you've heard this one. The little man just can't get ahead. I hear Dave Ramsey's voice when I hear that. <laughs> yeah. So here's this thing about the story is we tell these stories and we tell them like it's it's true. This is fact. This is this is how the world is working for us. The little man just can't get ahead. And then our subconscious goes to work and says, oh, okay, here's my orders. I'm going to go make this true in your life. And so unconsciously, subconsciously, we start creating the stories that we're telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we, st- we actually make it more like the story rather than seeing evidence of it being different than the story. We make it look like the story. And it can occur in subtle ways in our actions. And so, you know, saying, well, this job is, is always going to suck or work always sucks. That's why it's called work. Mm. That might be a story that, that you say. And so then if something's fun about work, you know, what would you do? Or, or would you even look to fi- have fun at work? Or, or could you, if you were looking for a job and one looked fun, would you even apply for it? Yeah. Yeah. Or would you say, oh, that looks like fun, but if I work there, that'll wreck the experience and it won't be fun anymore. <laughs> That's brilliant. I don't think I could have come up with that. <laughs> so these are really powerful things that are going on in our own minds. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. And so we respond to these stories and we start acting on them. And suddenly, 
look how life looks for us. Look, it matches our story. Yeah, we act in a way that's congruent with our stories, and it reinforces right. creating them. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought maybe this might be a good place to share some of our own stories about our relationship with this sort of thing. And I know you had some stories you wanted to share. Yeah, I'll share about re- regarding the weight. Um, I'm in the process of releasing some weight that I don't want to carry around anymore. And and I've, I've done it before, you know, on various programs. And it's fascinating. When I get down around a certain number, I feel a tension inside. It's very uncomfortable. And... Um, when I make a choice that's not congruent with that goal, um, like, you know, eating some cupcakes or whatever, the tension is actually reduced. So it's actually a relief to act in a way that's not in accordance with what I say that I want because there's something inside of me that's telling me um, that I don't actually want to be that low of a weight. And, you know, for me, it's around my experience of having... Uh, been sexually abused, that I um, there received messages about don't want to be too attractive, that's not safe, so it gets to be scary being thinner. So that that's my example of of um, that incongruence that that can kind of just throw off getting what we really want. So I'm sure you've got a story that you want to share with us, but we got to go to break. So um, stay tuned. We've got a little bit more for you, for you to start solving these problems that never seem to be solved. Stay tuned for the Impact Hour. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now. Meaning. Significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're talking about that recurring problem, that same old problem that keeps coming up. And uh, we're talking about how it can be inside of us where we are actually contributing to that same old problem. And, and maybe we don't directly make it happen, but we make it more hospitable for it to happen. And we've been exploring a little bit about why why might we do that? Why would we why would we create problems for ourselves? And uh, we've been talking about the wounds that we have in childhood or adulthood, and we're trying to to recreate elements from that scenario to work through it to maybe maybe shed light on the lies that we've we've took in and to to show them and reveal them as actual lies that we're trying to resist in our lives or other things or our self worth or our stories that we keep telling ourselves. 
And I wanted to share just a little bit, you know, from from my experience. I shared earlier about you know having conflict at work, and so forth, and and that recurring problem. And uh, I'll just recount a little bit. You know, I'd, I'd go to work and you know ended up having some conflict with a coworker there, and and then uh, think, oh, okay, well we'll move to Arizona and we'll leave all of that behind. <laughs> Pull the geographic. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and lo and behold, they had conflict there too, and you know conflict on the next job. And, and like, are I, these people in Phoenix too? What's wrong with them? Yeah. <laughs> and, and after a while, even though I can't figure out exactly why it would be happening. You know, but 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 wondering, you know, why is it happening? Why is the conflict pe- keep recurring? And uh, and I've learned somewhat recently that uh, I received a message early on in life from a, a wounding experience from a, an infant sister passing away. The way the way things kind of went from that, I received the message that I didn't count, I didn't matter, that. Uh, and it wasn't intentional. It's just what I took in. You, you were know? you were a kid trying to make sense of the world. Right? Yeah, I was I was a six year old trying to make sense of the world, and that's the message that I received that I don't count. And then of course there's a part of me that desperately needs that to not be true, but now I'm hypersensitive to that, and I think that's a huge part of the conflicts that kept coming up. Someone would do something or say something, and I would interpret it as they're telling me I don't count again. And again. Again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, here it is again. They're telling me I don't count. And so then then I would react to it. And a lot of times my reaction to it, I was perceiving more conflict than they were, and it was just me reacting to this stuff that was that was inside me. And it's not to say that other people didn't have their own stuff that was coming up you know, but that was my part in it. And and it made me hypersensitive to certain things as I was going, you know, through the world, through the workplace. So you were interpreting events <clears throat> as meaning that you don't count. Yeah. That, that that was part of the key variable there. Yes. Yeah. So you were you were looking for it, you were expecting it, and whether or not it was exactly there, you kind of fill it in as meaning that. Right. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So so you were creating your own experience. At yeah. least contributing to because there may have been some wackiness on the other people's yeah. part too, but you're able to see your contribution to that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and because of that I think I was able to to trigger other people pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Get and, them uh, into their own, you yeah. know. <laughs> so so some That's of those people were wacky people, but but when they were on me they were wackier than usual, you know. Uh-huh. That's very interesting actually. Yeah. 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 And of course, I wasn't the only one they were wacky with, but but still, you know, it was, it was a lot of it was me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a hard thing to take in, but but it's also freeing. It's empowering. So you've had a lot less, now that you're aware of that, you experience less conflict in your life. This yes. this problem that you couldn't seem to shake isn't, isn't so strong there. Right. Yeah. It, it's still there, but... Well, that's because you're still married, and so I get to bring this opportunity up for you, too. Just like I get to experience my abandonment with you, whether it's there or not. Right. We're still married after 25 years, and I'm feeling abandoned, right? (laughs) Right. It's it's amazing. And so I'm sure you have times where you feel like you don't count because of what I said or did. Yep. Even though I I love you and and you're huge in my life. Yeah. You totally count. Yes. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's it's a great awareness. I really hope you, the listeners, are – are considering for yourselves what what's your 
problem that doesn't seem to go away, uh, how you might be contributing to it so that you can see some options for helping to, to change that. Yeah. Yeah. So here's we get to talk about what to do about it. Yes. So the first thing is to get someone else's help. You can't see your own eyebrows. You need to look in a mirror to see your eyebrows. And a lot of this stuff we can't see in ourselves. We need somebody else from the outside to be able to look in and say, hey, could this possibly be going on? And if it's someone who loves us and we can hear what they say, we kind of go, oh, maybe, maybe, well, maybe, wow, maybe, okay. Yeah, I think that's going on, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's a, it's, a, it's a process of becoming aware of it and having someone – who's that kind of supportive person would be really helpful. And it might even need to be a professional because maybe you don't have friends in your life who could really do that for you. So it could be a, a therapist or a, or a life coach or somebody like that who can help you, you know, discover those things. Yeah, I know I'm able to see stuff for other people better than I can see it for myself. That's why I have help. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Another, another thing too is to work on yourself. So identify where all this stuff's coming from. You know, where where might you be having worthiness issues or abandonment uh, issues or maybe you're afraid to be visible? You know, I've, I've had some of that or you need to appear a certain way. You know, I've needed to appear smart. You know, other people need to appear competent. You know, those are all driven by this the same thing and it's likely to be related to the thing that keeps coming up in your life as well. So part of it is to know that it's a process so change can happen in an instant, but it also can take a process. It can take some time, and so allow for both. So don't assume it will necessarily take a long time. That precludes the idea that it could happen instantly, a simple shift. Uh, but also don't give up after the first attempt because it could take some time. Oh, that takes some practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah don't, get, don't be frustrated or hard on yourself. Be patient and compassionate. It's, it's a big change. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about this? Yeah. Well, you know, um, during the ads, we've got an ad running uh, about the beandconnect.com. And, and I made a series of three videos that are available for free. So these are free resources for you. So I encourage you to take advantage of it. And they're a great way of um, becoming aware of how you're showing up, how other people are experiencing you. So you can change that. And, and this is very related to today's topic of um, really changing the dynamics that you're experiencing in your relationships. So those videos are a great place to start. Each one has a concrete takeaway that you can start applying in your relationships right away to start having having a change. And this is totally, like I said, relevant to your recurring problem. Yes. It seems to keep coming up. So that's beandconnect.com. Sign up, and, and I'll send you the videos. Yes. What I like most about all of that is the idea that it gets we get to work on the inside, you know, trying to, to apply a technique or, or a you know, set of steps. That sort of works, but what really works is changing the inside because our inside leaks out. Yeah. So the steps yeah. don't work if our insides are still leaking <laughs> And so if we're still Sounds having so gross. <laughs> <laughs> if we're, we're having like abandonment issues, you mm-hmm. know, our steps to success are just not really going to be that effective. Yeah, it's an internal job. Yeah, yeah. it's all it's all internal. And so I, I really what I like most about that is it really addresses the inside internal things 
that that everybody needs to work on. Cool. And if I could share it, just because I'm super excited, I'm, I'm teaching a class called Be and Connect, and um, this is the first run of it. And it started last night and um, have a, a nice small group, and everybody was super engaged uh, and really soaking in, learning how how they're being and how other people are experiencing them. And I'm just so excited to take people through this process of, of creating that awareness and the ability to change um, how they're showing up and so they can have more of a positive impact in the world. It, it, it's tremendously exciting. So I just wanted to share about that. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We'll, we'll offer the class again um, come the new year. So you can keep that in mind starting in January. And um, if you'd like to participate in that, we'll be sharing more information. It'll be exciting. Awesome. So very nice to have you back on the show, John. Very Thank grateful you. for that. <laughs> Great topic. And uh, really encourage you listeners to, to apply it for yourselves and enjoy the benefits of, um, yeah, getting that recurring problem taken care of so thanks a lot for listening make an awesome week you've been listening to the impact hour Back in 1993, MediShare was known as the best-kept secret in healthcare, but not anymore. Today, there are hundreds of thousands of Americans who've discovered what us long-timers have known since the beginning. MediShare is affordable healthcare that really works. The great thing is we're not an insurance company. We're a nonprofit community, hundreds of thousands of honest, hardworking people who agree to share each other's medical bills. Every share goes to help a fellow member. And when we say affordable, we mean it's common for our members to save upwards of $500 a month. Best of all, MediShare is always open. You can join anytime. So how about now? Isn't it time you joined MediShare? Call 844-41-BIBLE to find out how much you can save on your health care. MediShare, now available in Montana. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. I'm John Robert Quinn, host of The Good Life Show here on 105.5, and I want to welcome you as a guest on the show. Every weeknight at 10 p.m., we showcase a different local business, helping them reach a larger audience, helping them grow their business. After we record your show, we put it into standard rotation, airing that episode every three to four weeks indefinitely. Tune in weeknights to 105.5 at 10 p.m. for The Good Life with John Robert Quinn, and join us online at thegoodliferadioshow.com. See you soon. Arizona Leather, America's choice for custom-made leather furniture and fabrics, is now 27 stores strong nationwide and always American-made in our California factory. Arizona Leather offers exclusive lifetime warranties on hardwood frames, steel springs, workmanship, all fills, seams, and zippers, plus their complimentary in-home design. Arizona Leather in Roseville, corner of Eureka and Sunrise. We're not called the leather experts for nothing. We're called the leather experts for everything. Arizona Leather, made in America by a Americans. 
Sacramento's home for continuous financial news, money, and business talk. KSAC, Dunnigan, Sacramento. Money 105.5. Online at money1055.biz. A division of Salem Communications. On the NASDAQ as SALM.